Want to have better conversations? Join the Small Talk Made Simple class. In this 10-day email course, you'll learn how to be more confident and competent at approaching people, having meaningful conversations, and talking about yourself. And it's completely free. Sign up now at thecmethod.com. You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar. Christina Cantor's with you here for episode 77. In this episode, I'll be sharing with you tips for emceeing, moderating, and facilitating. Now, I was inspired to do this episode after I had an absolute blast emceeing the Run the World conference, which was put on by the League of Extraordinary Women. This was a one-day conference and we had 400 women attending to see eight incredible speakers as well as a panel discussion. It was a super, super fun day. So I just want to share with you some lessons that I learned from that. Now, it's important to dive into this topic because emceeing, moderating and facilitating require additional skill sets to what you need for public speaking in general. I mean, it's one thing to be able to prepare and deliver a speech, but it's another thing to speak and also lead other people who are speaking. And it's important to develop this skill set because if you're moving up in your career or if you're seen as an authority in your industry or if you're seen as a thought leader, you never know when you'll be asked or required to use it. Today, I'll be sharing with you six big ideas for you to practice to help you be more confident and competent as an MC, moderator, and facilitator. But before we get into that, I have a quick announcement for those of you in Melbourne. If you want to connect with me in person, ask me anything, and see me speak about my entrepreneurial journey, I'll be speaking at the RMIT University Entrepreneur Coffee Club Meetup. That's a bit of a mouthful. The RMIT University Entrepreneur Coffee Club Meetup on Tuesday, the 20th of September. That's next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Now, you don't have to be part of the RMIT community. Uh, Well, maybe you do, but just tell them you know me and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You don't need to be an entrepreneur and you don't need to like coffee, although there is free delicious coffee for those of you who attend. But you do need to be there at the Swanston Street building in the city at 8 a.m., which is early, I know, but hey, only super keen, awesome people attend morning events, believe me. So if you want to meet cool people and practice your networking, perhaps, in a friendly environment, this is one of the best places to do it. Plus, did I mention I'm the guest speaker? Mm -hmm. So come. I'll put details of the event in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash MC. That's thecmethod.com slash MC. But if you have a pen handy right now, you might want to just write this down. Tuesday, 20th of September, 8 a.m., RMIT University, Building 80, Level 7. It's free and you get a free coffee. I cannot wait to see you there. Alrighty, let's get into this episode. So just so we're on the same page, what do I mean exactly by emceeing, moderating, and facilitating? Now, if you're asked to do any of these things or you want to volunteer to, to for one of these roles, it's important to understand the difference between them. Now, by MC, I don't mean rapper, although I have been known to rap. I mean MC as in master of ceremonies for some sort of event, also known as a compare. 
Now, an MC is the official host, and their role is to set the tone for the event, make announcements, make sure it runs on time, provide a nice segue between each act or speaker, and make sure the audience is engaged and having a good time. You may have had opportunities to MC a wedding or an important birthday party, or maybe you've MC'd a work or a charity event. Now, a moderator. I was actually looking up the definitions and online so that I, I didn't get it wrong, and I found this one. Definition of a moderator. An individual who presides over an assembly, meeting, or discussion. They monitor the exchange between participants and move discussions from one topic to another to keep conversation organized. If the tone of a forum becomes hostile or starts to move in the direction of personal attacks, the forum moderator usually has the discretion to address the issues. Okay, so you'll find moderators presiding over panel discussions at events or on TV shows and also over presidential and other leadership debates. And finally, a facilitator. Again, this is a definition I found online. A facilitator is someone who helps a group of people understand their common objectives and assist them to plan to achieve those goals without taking a particular position in the discussion. Normally used where there is an existing disagreement or problem and the goal is to achieve a consensus or direction for moving forward to solve that problem. So the important thing here with a facilitator is that they are neutral and they're not biased. So they're not allowed to have an opinion in the discussion. They rather, they help the group come to an outcome and help them to solve that problem using various techniques, but they don't apply their own opinions. And you may have had to, you may have had an external facilitator come into your work if you were working through a problem or wanting to move in a different direction. Sometimes it is helpful to get an external facilitator in to help you to come to that conclusion without um, having some sort of bias or having their opinions. Now, in this episode, I'll be focusing mostly on how to MC, but I'll also let you know when these lessons apply to facilitation and moderation. Okay, so I've got six big ideas for you, and this is the first one. Number one, it is not about you. It's very easy to get nervous when preparing for an MC role, just like any other speaking role, but you must remember, it's not about you. You're not the star of the show here, okay? Sorry to burst your bubble, but unless you're LL Cool J hosting the Grammys, People aren't here to see you, they're here to see the speakers, or they're here to connect with other people, or they're here to drink as much free alcohol as possible. So have some fun with it. You're not expected to put on a show, okay? So hopefully having that mindset helps you to take some of that pressure off. And if you're worried about what to say, look, if you're introducing speakers, you'll most likely be given a bio to read out in any case anyway. The same goes if you're moderating or facilitating. This is not about you. It's about the people having the discussion. And that's where the audience's attention will be. If you're still feeling a bit nervous about it, to help take the focus off you when you're preparing for an MC role, I recommend that you focus instead on making other people look good. Okay, so do as good a job as you can to make the other people look great. So practice reading out their bio, perhaps. Practice saying it with excitement and gusto. You can tell people how excited you are to see them speak. And this makes a big difference. Imagine if you're a speaker at an event and someone and and the MC introduces you like, 
Okay, everyone, and now we've got Christina speaking. Um, everyone, yep, give her a clap. Okay, do you want to come up, Christina? Okay, all right, all right happy come. I'm not going to feel very special, am I? But if the MC gets up and goes, and now we've got superstar podcaster Christina Candace to speak, everybody give her a big round of applause. Welcome, Christina. Clap, clap, clap. How much better are you going to feel as a speaker? Okay, so make sure that you get everyone giving them a huge round of applause. And if people don't clap loud enough, feel free to say, guys, that was woeful. Let's make it even bigger. Put your hands together. Give a massive, massive round of applause. Okay, think of yourself as an aerobics instructor in front of a class. I think I might have used this analogy before. If you want your audience to get up to 80% or 90% enthusiasm and excitement for this speaker, you, my friend, have to be at at least 150. If you're at 80%, don't expect anyone else to get up above 50%, okay? So that was big idea number one. It's not about you. Big idea number two, you're running the show. Now, I know I just said it's not about you. But at the same time, you also need to understand that you are running the show. It's not the speakers. As an MC, you're the one on stage holding the mic. Now that's power. You got the talking stick. And as we all know, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's your responsibility to get everyone to pay attention, to sit down, to shut up and get ready for the next act. Now, if you follow my personal blog, you'll know that I like to do a bit of CrossFit every now and again. And we actually had a new coach start at my CrossFit gym the other week. She's fairly new to coaching. And after one of the sessions, I was having a chat to her and she said, you know, I'm still getting used to the fact that people come to class expecting me to tell them what to do. I could, she goes on, she says, I could tell everyone to do 100 burpees, roll around on the floor and stand on their heads and they do it. I'm not used to having that sort of authority. And this actually reminds me of what it's like when you're hosting an event. People are there waiting for you to get the show rolling. You know, they're waiting for you to tell them what's happening and and what they need to do. You actually have that authority automatically simply by being the MC. So you need to own it. I recommend that you listen to my episode on how to speak with more authority. If you want more detail on that, that's episode 74, which you can find at thecmethod.com slash authority. Now, this whole concept of running the show goes is the same for if you're moderating. Speakers, if you're moderating a panel, speakers will ramble on or argue with each other for forever if you let them. So you need to get comfortable with jumping in and saying, okay, thanks everyone for sharing, but we do need to move on. If you want to practice doing this, you can always ask two friends to pretend to be having an argument and practice jumping in, okay? And you're not being rude, you're being firm. Think about yourself as a guide for the speakers and the audience. Let's pretend you're leading a convoy of vehicles towards a destination and you need to get there by a certain time and to do that, all the other drivers, i.e. the speakers and the audience, they all need to stay on the same track. They need to stay together and not get lost. Now, sometimes some of the drivers will go a little bit off track or they'll go too fast or they might fall asleep at the wheel. 
Now you need to direct everyone back onto the right track, rein some people in, slow some people down, make sure everyone's focusing on the same destination and staying alert because falling asleep at the wheel is dangerous. But Christina, people are going to have a go at me. They're going to criticize me. I can hear you thinking. Mm. Again, I repeat, it's not about you. You're not interrupting them and saying, you're wrong, next person. You're actually saying, hey guys, we're running short on time, let's move on. So if you make it about the common goal rather than the person, you'll be okay. All right, so you're not making it a personal attack on someone if you're trying to wrap them up and or shut them up. It's, it's not about them. It's about what you're all trying to achieve together as a group. And they're not going to get all angry with you if you make it about that, okay? Now, I've got an extra note here for people who are facilitating. Now, it's very important that as an unbiased individual, you don't leave anyone out and make sure that everyone has a fair go at contributing to the discussion. You will always, always encounter people who love the sound of their own voice and they will happily speak over the top of other people. So you need to show them that you're running the show, you need to take control and say to that person who's talking too much, thank you for your contribution, We, I would like to hear from these other people, let's hear from so-and-so, okay? Again, you're not being rude, you're being firm. Big idea number three, set the tone. Now, this follows on from the last point about how you're a leader in this sense and you're the guide and you need to guide people. Think about what you want the tone of the event or the discussion to be. Is it serious? Is it fun? Is it inspirational? Whatever it is, you need to set the tone. If you're anxious and nervous from the get-go, like when you're introducing yourself and introducing the, the, the event, if you're anxious and nervous, other people will be too. Even if you make a mistake, sorry, even when you make a mistake, you need to laugh it off. I made plenty of mistakes when I was emceeing the Run the World conference. I accidentally thanked the wrong speaker. I ran out of words on my sheet and had to flip the page and while well, there was this sort of awkward silence. And, but I was able to laugh it off. And then later on, I went and I fixed those errors and I looked at the run sheet on my phone instead of a piece of paper to make it easier for me. Okay, so you do need to think on your feet. But if you make a mistake, remember, again, it's not about you. Just make a joke about it and say, oh, they only told me to say this five minutes ago. Or you can say, oh, whoops, that's not written on the schedule. I have another episode called How to Care Less of What People Think of You, and that might be worth checking out as well if you're a bit worried about what people think of you if you make a mistake. Also, along setting the tone, one tip that the last MC had for me was to get them laughing early because that helps to set the tone that it's a fun event where we can all have a laugh and not take it too seriously. Okay, so what I did then was well, I should probably set the set the scene. The the conference was held in this massive big hall that looked very much like it was so old school it looked like a Harry Potter hall. So I, I went in and I said, welcome everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And of course everyone laughed and then I made a joke about how I was at the wrong conference. And you know you don't have to be a stand-up comedian to be able to make jokes like that you know it's 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 not necessarily a joke it's it's just being humorous okay in fact i would avoid telling jokes or forcing humor it because it just won't work 
all you need to do is show people that you're having fun and you can have a laugh at yourself and they'll relax too. Big idea number four, be a great tour guide. Now, a number of years ago, a boyfriend of mine decided that he wanted to take me out for my birthday. I think he wanted to take me to a a special restaurant or something, but he wanted it to be a surprise. So he sat me down in the car, he put me in the passenger seat, and then he put a blindfold on me and he said, okay, I'm going to take you to this secret destination. And I was like, okay, excited. And he thought it would be really fun to have me blindfolded, but it was actually horrible because he got lost on the way there and was darting around from one place to another, doing U-turns, going around the block. And and I got horrendously carsick because I couldn't see where I was going. I just had horrible, horrible motion sickness and I could not wait for it to end. And it wasn't fun at all. Now, much the same way, you need to let your audience know where they're going. Okay, think of it as you're in the driver's seat and they're sitting there next to you. If you if you don't tell them anything that's happening, it's like you're blindfolding them, they're going to feel ill. They're going to not be happy. They're going to be thinking, when's the next bathroom break? Oh, when's lunch? I'm really hungry. How many more speakers do we have to listen to? Okay, and they're not going to have a good time. So you need to let your audience know where they're going, how long the journey is going to last, how many stops will there be? What will they see along the way? Etc. 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 So if you're facilitating, remind people of what the goal is and that they need to focus on reaching that particular outcome. Tell them how long it's going to take or how long they have to work on each exercise. Say to them, okay, we're going to write on these post-it notes and we're going to stick our ideas up on the wall. You've got five minutes. And then after that, we're going to have a discussion and then we'll move on to the next activity. Okay, you need to you know, signpost, show people where they're going to go. If you're moderating, you can tell people how long they have to speak. You you can say, okay, we're going to take the next 10 minutes to answer questions from the audience. And each of you, please keep your answers to around 30 seconds so that we have time to get through everyone. Okay. So you tell them how long they have to speak and how long they have for questions. If you're emceeing, tell people how many speakers there'll be or how many speakers until the next lunch break. Okay, this is really important because you don't want people thinking, where's lunch? I really have to pee, you know, because they're not going to then focus on what the speakers are talking about. They're just thinking about when can I get a donut? So the journey will be much, much easier if you are a great tour guide for your audience. Big idea number five. We've got two more to go. Number five, keep the audience engaged. This is so important. It is so important that you keep your audience engaged. It is not easy, and if you've been to conferences, you'll know this, it is not easy for people to sit there all day listening to speakers. You know why TED Talks are less than 18 minutes long? That's how long people's attention span is, 18 minutes or 18 to 20 minutes. So think about the poor audience. At a lot of events, the sessions often go for 45 minutes to an hour. So if you want the best for your audience and the best for the speakers, which means making sure that the audience is actually listening, you need to keep the audience engaged. And don't worry, you don't need to be a stand-up comedian to be able to do this. One of my favourite ways to keep an audience engaged is to get them up and moving and engaging with each other. So here are some ideas. You could get people to stand up and have a stretch. You can get them to change seats. So you could say every second person stand up and and move to a different row or something. You can get them to massage each other 
If you think that's not too inappropriate, I like to say, everyone stand up, turn to the left, massage the person in front of you. Do that for 30 seconds and then get them to turn around and do it on the other side. I also like to get people to introduce themselves to someone new. So I'll say, hands up if you know the name of the person next to you. Then some hands go up and then I'll say, hands up if you don't know the name of the person next to you. Some other hands go up and then I say, hands up if you should know the name of the person next to you because they've already told you but you've forgotten already. And then everyone has a laugh. And then I say, okay, I want you to introduce yourself to two new people. Tell them your name and what you're excited about today. And you've got 30 seconds, go. And then the room usually explodes into chatter and people love it. People love being able to meet new people, especially if they're at an an event where they've all got similar interests. So that works really well. But the trick, is, the trick is then to get them to shut up because once you get people talking, it's often difficult to get them to stop. So you have to be very, very firm and say to everyone, all right, everyone, wrap it up, wrap it up. We've got to move on. I mean, it's all good, all good things to practice. So I would do something like this between each speaker. If the audience has been sitting down for about 20 minutes or longer, I would definitely get them standing up and moving around, giving each other a massage or a high five. You know, you don't have to do Tony Robbins sort of hugging each other or whatever, but just get them up and moving or at least meeting new people because then that will get their bodies moving. That's going to get their minds opening and they're going to be more likely and able to focus and concentrate on what the speakers are saying, okay? And then they'll get more out of the event, which is what everyone wants. Okay, and the final big idea I'd like to share with you today is pretty simple. It's to stay hydrated and calm. Now, when you're a speaker, you're on for those 20 minutes or whatever, or 45 minutes, but when you're MC at an event, you're on the whole time. Even when an act or a speaker is on, you're thinking about the next bit, you're checking the schedule, you're having people tell tell you, oh, don't forget to announce this and oh, can we do this? It's actually super exhausting. So you need to make sure that you're drinking plenty of water and in between taking lots of deep breaths to stay calm and focused. I don't recommend drinking coffee as you'll have enough adrenaline running through your system anyway. So try not to drink coffee or too much of it. Try not to eat too much sugar. You need to stay calm and focused, okay? So that's a very simple one for you. Alrighty, so there's six big ideas for you to help you become more confident and competent at facilitating, moderating, and emceeing. Just to quickly recap, number one, I repeated this so many times, hopefully it's ingrained in your brain. Number one, it's not about you. And number two, you're running the show. Number three, set the tone. Number four, be a great tour guide. Number five, keep the audience engaged. And number six, stay hydrated and calm. If you want the written dot points of this episode, make sure you go to the show notes at thecmethod.com slash mc. And I'll also put details in there of uh, the coffee club meetup that I'll be speaking at at RMIT next Tuesday for all you early birds. That's at thecmethod.com slash mc. And that's all from me this week. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you next time for another episode. Keep on being awesome, yeah? (laughs) My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. 